Business Global, sparking innovative thoughts. สวัสดีค่ะ This is Texas Global Podcast. I'm Chawadat Yongjiran Onarpuve, the Global Content Editor of Texas Media. And as always on our podcast, we aim to learn more. To gain more perspective, and one of the fields that has been quickly and rapidly changing is fintech. So today we have with us a very special person indeed. He is the CEO and co-founder of Chita Wealth, Kuntra Wood Leung Sombun or Kun Pao. Sadika Kun Pao. Sadika Kun Pao. Yes, I'm. I'm really happy that we finally found a time to talk to you. I know you're a busy person, so we're very uh-huh. excited to to get to the point. Um, tell us about how Jitat has been doing so far with its services and and its success so far in expanding overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, yeah, now it's been 10 years since I first building Jitat from 2012, and uh, the first thing we built was Jitat Stock Analysis Platform, which I found the pain point of all my friends who are like very smart, very clever, but they don't know how to invest in the stock market, and they end up losing a lot of money. So that's why I has been an investor for myself. And I met with Kun Sira Satinanon, co-founder. So we formed the team to build the AI algorithm called Chita Intel to provide the in-depth fundamental analysis of all the stock market. And right now we cover the stock analysis of around 95% of stock around the world. And we have a user base in Thailand around 80% and outside of Thailand 20%. The main user outside of Thailand coming from Singapore, Taiwan, and United States. And uh, for the fact that we haven't done a lot of marketing overseas, right? Just word of mouth. Some somebody found out uh, very useful. They just post the blog or on the YouTube. So like some of the people keep growing to use our service, and that's one of the thing that me and my team are so proudly about. And the second services we built it around 2017 or 2018. At that time, a lot of people they using our Jita stock analysis and they really love it, but they don't have time to follow the information, right? To rebalancing portfolio by themselves to buy and sell, etc. That's why they come to us and ask us, "Can you manage our money?" Or more than that. Do you have the magic button that I can profitable from the stock market? I don't want to do anything. <laughs> well, everybody wants that. <laughs> everybody wants that, right? But uh, the, the first thing that we built is that uh, we think that we can educate people and we can build the best to to help people invest by themselves, right? Because we know that investing is not that hard, but it's not easy, right? You need to learn. You need to practice. So at first we thought we can do that, right? But after we we expand the service, the the stock analysis to the user, some of them can use the service, right? But many of them cannot use that for investing by themselves, and that's why they're coming to access to manage the money for them. And so we form up the team again and build a new services called Chita Wealth. Which is the automated investment platform that uh, our client can open the account, deposit the money, and then we just uh, use that money to invest, following our AI, our investment principle, and anything. Now they don't have to do anything except to add more money into the platform <laughs> every <laughs> month, every three months, etc. 
and it has been growing really well because I think uh, if you compare the active investment account in Thailand, if like active trading account is around two million account in Thailand, but for active account in to invest in the mutual fund or private fund is around seven to eight million. Mm. So uh, it's a bigger market than than the first market that we tap, and I think this uh uh service Jita Well can solve the bigger pain point of a lot of people not only in Thailand but around the world. They always have some problem, uh especially for the people who who has the job, who has the money, who has the income, but they don't have time. To invest, right? Like the doctor, the engineer, the lawyer, and everything. These are like highly paid people, but they they don't have time to invest. So they they want someone to invest for them. And as of the technology company, so we try to transform the uh, wealth management industry to use the technology, and we can reduce the fee, the management fee, to be I think the lowest in Thailand right now to charge for for the client. So I think now we we can prove that our algorithm, our technology can benefit our users in a good way. We can make them profitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you no, know, I I'm 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 have so many questions because it's so exciting to see such a success from a, a Thai company. Um, I think one of the follow-up questions I wanted to ask on that point is. Um, was it hard in terms of the adoption process because you're using a, a new way, a new, new, you know, new <laughs> <laughs> right. okay, people, you can't see his face, but he it totally rolled his eyes. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, you know, adoption, uh, you know, from a traditional way of doing things to adoption, especially when you did it like uh, some time ago, not yes. like now mm-hmm. where people have already jumped, you know, and, and been more, uh, you, you could say more confident in adopting new things. Uh, the second thing is, uh, where you said that, you know, remarkably, you were able to scale overseas. I mean, that's a big problem that Thai companies always have, you know, about thinking outside of the country. And 20% is is a significant amount, right? Mm-hmm. So at uh, first, you know, how was the adoption process? And secondly, uh, how you go overseas? Was, I mean, you mentioned in terms of like, okay, it was word of mouth, but like, what do you think was the key to actually getting yourself outside of the Thai market? Okay, so for the first question, is it hard for the adoption? Uh, frankly speaking, it's very, very, very hard uh, due to the fact that we are the financial product and investment product, right? It's not consumer product because it involves people's money, right? And they need to trust you before they like follow your advice or, or give their money to you to manage, right? Mm-hmm. So at first, uh, when we built up a stock analysis platform, right? Uh, we use uh, the AI, right? To follow the value investment strategy of Warren Buffett. And then we give it to people. And people very, are very, very skeptical at first. So they, they ask us for a proof at the concept, the theory and everything, right? So we try to educate them a, a, a lot of things about that. And we do it different way than most of the startup in the consumer business, like the social media, for example. Because when people join the social media, they don't have to pay anything. They don't lose their money, right? If they don't like it, they just go, right? Mm-hmm. But for our service, if people, they're following or, or they'll come to your website to Chita and then 
investment follow our advice and then lose money, they will blame us, right? Mm-hmm. And, but sometimes it's not our problem. It's that the problem that not understand the product enough mm-hmm. to, to be able to use it to make the profitable investment in the long term, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why in the first place, we don't open Jita for everyone. We mm-hmm. still in the invitation mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's how we do the adoption first. So we set up the, the very small group, like 20, 30 people at a time. And then I'm a speaker to teach them about investment from the basic, right? How mm-hmm. you manage the money, how you analyze the stock and everything. And mm-hmm. this is what you have to do if you want to be the, the investor, right? You have to spend hours of hours reading, analyzing. And this is Chitta, which can save you a lot of time. You can use Chitta and, and see the stock analysis at a glance in second for every stock. So your peak, you can do it yourself. You can do that, right? I have done it in the past and it's painful. Or you can use <laughs> Chitta, right? Yeah. And after that, when when the people got out of the class, mm. right, we got the, the Facebook group to support them. And we grant them like five invitations. Okay, you can in, now invite five friends to join mm. Chitta to use mm. the service. Because if they invite a friend and the friend they not understand something, right, they can ask the, our early adopters, right? And if they don't understand anything, they just come to us or send them to uh, my, my next group seminar, right, to listen to me directly. And after mm-hmm. we have done uh, the, the, uh, the small group of seminar for like 10, 20 times, then we put it on YouTube. We, we build a website called uh, Chitta Library, library.chitta.com. We put all the video, the article and everything that, that works and mm-hmm. answer all of the newbie question or the investor question. And by that time, we got a good group of early adopters who deeply understand the product. So when somebody has some problem and post on the social media or the the web board or anything we always have our like fan club or our like loyalty user to answer many many questions right because we Mm -hmm. we don't have like the support team to do that in the first day so we use our user our advocate user to do that so that's why we keep like adoption rate like growing up like i think five to ten percent every week for for the uh, the first year wow mm-hmm. and and it's really uh, strong my user right not just any user if you just go to advertise your platform to a lot of people they just come and go right because they don't understand anything on your website <laughs> they don't have an attachment to it and and exactly right what, and they what, don't yeah. have feeling on it it's, it's right. it, yeah i i totally get it that is something that a lot of uh, companies really need sometimes overlook and that is you really have to build that ecosystem especially if it's a financial product or financial right. service it's it's your money so your you money, know you right. trust your friends you trust people that you know yeah that's that's right so if the, your friend invite you to charge it that you might think okay it might be a good thing right because your friend who knows about invest invite you to join and, and keep saying good and yeah we keep the adoption rate growing in this way and we still doing it we still uh, until up until now, we still have like Q and A with me myself for for Chita or Chita Well, I think every month, so people can ask any question about investment or about like our product. And we have a lot of content that bring out called like Chita Journal every week to send to our subscriber to our user because we want to make sure they understand 
how their money is managed by Jitta, how the long-term investment perspective would be, right? Because it's a, a very hard to understand concept, but once you get it, you get it for life. Mm-hmm. But, but a lot of people, maybe they, they need some time to understand it. Our users, some users, like they know us, and then some people have to wait six months since they first know our brand, right? Mm-hmm. And becomes our our customer, our mm-hmm. client to invest in Chita Will because mm-hmm. they, they they want to make sure they read a lot of things, they do a lot of homework before they put the money into our platform. And and we totally fine with that. We even tell some users that okay, you you go to YouTube first, you you watch a lot of video about our products, and when you are ready, you can open the account. We don't rush anything because. If we try to sell you to come to our platform and you don't understand anything about the investment concept, you just come and go, right? It's like, mm. it's, it's waste of time for both of us, mm. right? So we want to pick, to, to cherry pick the, the client who want to stay with us for life as well. And, and, and it's still a key principle of the, the adoption of the user for Chita. So how did that then transfer to people overseas? Okay. Somehow someone from Thailand just had more friends overseas. Did it did it start regionally? Uh-huh. Like, okay, you know? so for, for the to, to answer the second question, if you want to go overseas, you have to set it up since day one. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I believe. Like for Chita, from the day we start, we think we should be a global company. And that's why we built Chita in English first, even though uh, none of us has a fluent or good in English. We even have some user email us. Okay, you misspelled this word. You misspelled it. You should write this. That's that. Yeah, we, we feel embarrassed, right? But at the same time, we, uh, we, we feel good that, okay, at least someone is using our platform outside of Thailand. So when, when you force yourself to think global uh, at the first time, you, you will try to do anything possible, even though it's hard, like, like uh, putting all the website in English, like uh, the stock analysis on Chitta is uh, is the US stock first before mm-hmm. even even before Thai stock because we want to test the concept idea with the people from the US, right? Because they are trendsetter, right? Mm-hmm. And we build Chitta in, in English version, analyze uh, US stock, and we bring it to people in Silicon Valley to, to use it first. So our first group of users is in Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. And that's why we think, okay, if they like our products, it should have a, a chance to go bigger in the future. And, and then we still keep in touch with a lot of people overseas. And if we, if we see some step that, okay, now like, for example, uh, some people from Taiwan are using our Jita platform. We have someone to, to try to search in the market, oh, who is talking about us? Maybe some investor they, they found us and then they, they bought post it and then we contact them and okay, uh, if you need some help or if you want to do seminar with us, yeah, we, we totally buy with that. Or in the US, some people are uh, talking about us on seekingalpha.com, which is the very popular website for investors. So yeah, that's why it, it still go like word of mouth of the people outside of the US. But I think this happened because the fact that we have the U.S. stock analysis in the platform since day one, right? Mm-hmm. And then we can talk to anyone. Like I have some friends in U.S. I have some friends in Singapore. I can even introduce to them, right? And they introduce to their friend. And 
at least like for like two step, three step, they might reach someone who really interested in our service because I think investment is the same problem for everyone in every country, right? Mm. And the second thing, uh, if you go to Jita or even Jita, where we try to focus on the platform, on the the algorithm or the AI, we not focus on the content, right? Because we know mm. if we want to go global, if we focus on the content. We we think we might be able to fight with a lot of people outside of Thailand if we focus on the content, right? Because we are not a native English speaker, we cannot know the 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 contact person or to put the good content. There's a lot of good content writer out there in English about investment. We focus on the algorithm to analyze the stock to be the best in the world. I think we can fight with a lot of people, and in terms of the investment. The vocabulary or anything is very universal, right? Like revenue, net income, uh, expense. Everybody knows that. We don't have to use a lot of hard word for people overseas to understand our service. And and I think if we mm. if if you think about this from day one, since day one, you will do a lot of things differently, and you it will be easier going forward when you want to expand the the service outside of Thailand, right? Because the fundamental thing is set up. From day one, even though it might not be usable since day one, right? But you are prepared for the next five year or ten year when you are ready to go outside. You don't have to translate everything into English. You don't have to analyze the stock in English and everything, right? And 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 the good thing is you have some user base around the world already. Maybe like uh maybe a hundred, two hundred, or a thousand user in one country. But that's enough for you to get started. When you want to go out of Thailand, you just go to talk to that group of loyalty people, right? And if you if if they love your product enough, they will help you expand. You will yeah. still have some email from people in Europe or in other country asking us when you when are you gonna analyze our stock in our country like Sweden, <laughs> for example, right? And I said okay. It's on the pipeline, right? But because we have to prioritize the bigger stock market first. But but now I think we already cover ninety five percent of the stock around the world. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, okay. Well, with your experience, you know, starting off as a as a startup um, from the start, um, how do you think then? You know, from from the very beginning to now, fintech has changed over the years. Mm-hmm. I think actually fintech, I I consider is a backbone of the internet as well, right? And it has been with us for a long, long time. I think. Uh, the very first popular fintech maybe PayPal, right? In like uh, before the dot com bubble in like 1998, 1999, and after that, it's not that like quite popular, right? Compared to the e-commerce or anything, but actually, it's a very backbone if you want to do the transaction online. I think the very big problem is the trust, because people they like I I said before, right? They they can do a lot of thing on social media or Twitter and anything, but when they want to pay something online, they try to think, uh, should I put my credit card on on this website or that website, right? So I think trust is a very big issue. But right now, it has been changed a lot. Since a lot of service, they they already involved with like KYC, CDD, and everything. And uh, after COVID, for example, it's like Sees a lot of things change because now people have to pay a lot of thing via the mobile app, right? The the 
the mobile banking app or even use the prompt pay. Nobody want to use cash anymore, right? Mm, and yeah. uh, in Thailand, for example, if you want to do the Rautiao Doi Gan campaign, right? You have to register with the, the app, with the KYC. You have to take the photo of the, the your national ID card and everything. So people now get used to it. And, and now they think, okay, this is safe enough. I, I can do that, something like that. And people now, now they, they, they can buy anything online. And in Thailand also for the wealth tech, they can open the account and, and transfer the money online. We even have a lot of customers that uh, invest in a like really large amount of money with us and never see us before, right? <laughs> and they keep, keep putting, putting money into our platform. And in Vietnam as well, I heard that during the COVID-19, the people who signed up to open the trading account is like 10 times than the previous year because now oh. they, they, they want to invest and the process is very seamless. They can do it on the app, right? Don't have to sign any papers. So just like 10 minutes and like 10 steps away since they download the mobile app to actually invest it. Mm. So, so basically people are more confident. People are, are definitely open for adoption for a mm -hmm. lot of things. Um, things are, are, are faster. So one of the things that has become a buzzword and, and people have, you know, uh, those people who are early adopters have, have gone into is crypto and DeFi. Uh, but did that has, has not really you know, provided services in this sector. Um, why? Uh, actually, we have not provided uh, the direct service of crypto and DeFi, but we have indirect investment. Like we have the fintech theme to invest in our Jitawell platform as well, right? But it's not only the crypto and DeFi, but in, in general, our view of crypto and DeFi, we still keep an eye on it. But the reason that we do not provide anything with it because due to our mission, our mission is to create better return like with a simpler investment method. So if, like, like I said before, Jita involves a lot of trust, right? People trust mm -hmm. us, so they put money into our platform. So if we want to involve with a lot of things, we want to make sure that it will make our client or our user wealthier, right? Or we can uh, have like some evidence, some concrete evidence that, okay, if we, if we introduce this to our user, it will be good for them. But uh, crypto and DeFi, in fact, I think personally, I think it's a very good concept, but we still don't have like enough data to analyze, to make sure that how can we diversify them and in the future, how can we invest with them successfully? So we just wait and see if everything is going in a good way. We can put it in uh, our platform anytime, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, there's nothing to lose from, from waiting it out, I think. Definitely when, yeah, trust is a, it's important yeah. thing as well. And, and, and for me, uh, for, for my principle, you don't have to be the first to enter the market, right? But when you, when you are ready and you have some competitive edge, you have to enter the market and make sure you will be the last, right? Everybody has to die in the market, for example. Oh. And you, you should be outlast every company so you will survive. <laughs> so you have to make sure with that. Like Google don't have to be the first search engine, right? Facebook, yeah. they're not to be the first like social media, but they have some competitive edge. They have some proprietary to outlast everyone for Jita. 
I have the view on that as well. So if crypto and DeFi gonna grow bigger and bigger in the future and replace our traditional financial system, it will grow for another 50, 100 or 20, uh, uh, 200 years from now, right? We have a lot of time to enter when we are ready mm -hmm, to enter the market with a good uh, proprietary, good competitive advantage. Well, well said. Definitely, when you're in the business of of building trust uh, amongst your members and, and your clients, I mean, if 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 one step goes wrong, definitely it can tarnish that. Um, right. You know, and and one last thing about crypto and and Bitcoin, I think a lot of our listeners might be curious about this because it's always in the headlines. And and you coming <laughs> from the more traditional side, I think they they really want to know what do you think about it in terms of like. Some people say that you know Bitcoin and, and the crypto world could one day you know make fiat money quote meaningless. Um, what do you think? Uh, what am I thinking? It's in your question already. It's a belief, and it could replace fiat money. So it may or may not in the future, right? I think right now, me or even a lot of people in the world, like expert people, nobody can make like sure like a hundred percent it will be replaced the fiat money because personally from my view the fiat money still have some advantage that bitcoin cannot replace it involves political right and mm -hmm. it's a, a country power they have to control the flow of the money some people want to to use it as a medium to exchange something right so if like it, it's not like the electricity and the candle, right? It can replace a hundred percent because it's better in, in every way, right? But I think Bitcoin should develop in the future to be more like fiat money. But in the future, I, it's like a, a lot of things like they will have their own market share. They will have their own loyal users, right? If some people want to use a digital currency, they use it in their ecosystem. If people want to use fiat, they use fiat, right? If they want to cross the platform, they just transfer across them, right? It still have some some good things, some some main advantages, uh, both for fiat and for Bitcoin. So I don't think it will totally destroy the fiat money. Mm, so so for now, not. Um, there's a lot of angel investors nowadays. Um, how do you manage your investors? How how do you get them to have confidence in you? Uh, first thing you have to pick the angel investor, right? You, you not just accept anyone as your angel investors. You want to talk to someone that really believe in your product, in your mission, what you want to be in the future. And second thing, you show them your productivity, how you build a thing, how you launch the new products, what's your view. You can, you can set up like annual meeting or they can like... Uh, follow up you on the news everything like jitta we always like keep going and keep going and and they know us right and the third thing is like transparency you speak some good things some bad things you ask for advice you be honest right i i can still remember when i i tell them that okay uh we might run out of money and we still not yet figuring out how we can make money <laughs> we don't have the good revenue but we believe this uh, financial market is very big. And if we survive at the certain period, we can think of some, something to make some revenue. And they still believe us, oh. right? And, but, <laughs> but at that time, we, we not just like tell them the bad news, right? We, we tell them that we don't have the, the solid business model yet, but this is 
the business model that we keep in mind and we will implement a lot of them to see if it fit with our company. Like this is one, two, three, four revenue stream that we're gonna try in the future, right? And they feel safe that okay, at least. You you have somewhere you have to try something right. You not you not just go to your investor and say, oh, "Hey, this I have a bad news," and you don't have solution, right? No, yeah. That's mean you don't think of anything. So come with the good news, and when you bring up the bad news, always have solution for them. That okay, you already think, and maybe they they give some advice about this about that, and you listen and you implement, and yeah, I think I think that how you can manage a lot of angel investors. You know, this this actually goes into my next question because, as you said, things are are, are not always perfect. For every mm-hmm. company, there are challenges. Um, you yourself did not have had a period of loss, uh, but now you've gained back your profits. Um, mm-hmm. How are you able to do this? How are you <laughs> able to to you know get back up okay. again? Uh, first thing, you have to manage cash flow. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I've heard this. This keyword right? a lot. Yes, you have to survive like yeah. the cockroach, right? <laughs> Somebody say, okay, stay strong, right? Even dinosaur die, but the cockroach still alive until now, right? And but but the the cash flow is the blood of the company. When you lose cash flow, right? Even you have the good team, the good product, some revenue, you still like fail anyway, right? Because you don't have money to pay for the salary for the team, everything. So when you raise some money. You have to to spend as less as you can to produce the much like efficient way as you can. You don't just to spend a lot of money to to do marketing to do uh, like uh, some some like extraordinary thing at first. A lot of money should bring into how you can make the better products, how you can recruit uh, the better team, how you can make the more revenue. Right. If you don't have the revenue model yet, you have to figure out it as fast as you can. And when when you have the revenue stream, you have a good team, you have a good product, and that's when you can spend money to scale. Right. But if you don't reach that that uh, scalable state yet, when you raise money, just try to keep it right and and spend as less as you can. You have to be frugal, like uh, Jeff Bezos says, always frugal. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, keep an eyes on your cash flow. Most of the founder, they they don't aware about the cash flow because maybe they they don't come, they don't have the background on the financial stuff. But for me, luckily, I have the background as an investor before, so I can do all the cash flow stuff and always tell my use, uh, my founders in the meeting. Okay, now we have like eighteen months. Now we have twelve months. This is what we have to do. This is what we have to do. Right? Yeah, something like that. And sometimes even I speak in the the, the all hands to to my employee as well. Okay, this is uh the money we have left, and we have to do this before we run out of money. And this time we have to go to ask for more funding and everything. So uh, be honest with your father, with your employees, and everything, and put everyone together. That okay, we need to go. We need to survive. We need to do something. Right? And the magic will happen. But if like one founder keep it to yourself, right? Mm, yeah. Oh, we gonna run out of money. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? What am I doing? He cannot sleep at night, right? Yeah, so definitely speak out and and people will 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 put something on the table and everybody will help you, right? So manage the cash flow and the secondly, uh, not try to 
to focus on the product only, right? As a founder, uh, of course, you have to, to do the problem solution fit, the product market fit, right? But after that, your responsibility to do the business market fit, you have to think of the good way to make the revenue, to make the best and sustainable business model. For example, for Jita, we used to open the, we used to have the premium model first to pay the, for the subscription. But uh, since we launched, we, we make some of the good money, but we don't think it's uh, suitable for our culture, for our mm. mission. Because mm. we, we, we don't know that when people pay our subscription service, they can make money or not, right? Because they have to get our information and invest by themselves. If they end up losing money in the stock market, they will cancel the subscription anyway, right? It's mm -hmm. not the, the win-win situation, right? Mm -hmm. And then we try to think of another thing, like how can we make the win-win situation like uh, the user will pay us when they make money, right? It's happy paying customer, right? They mm -hmm. pay us only when they make money. And that's why we, we go out and talk to a lot of people and we come up with the Jita Wealth right, to, to be the private fund for everyone, right, to manage a lot of money. So as long as we keep their portfolio profitable, keep their portfolio growing, they would be more than happy to pay us some small fee for that mm -hmm. money that, that we manage, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. then when we launch it, we're still thinking that, okay, how do we charge people, right? How much do we charge our client to manage money? If you want to be sustainable, you have to be charged like the lowest fee than everyone else in the market, right? So you don't have to lower the fee or going to the price wall because you're yeah. already the lowest, mm -hmm. something like that. And after you, you, you think of like how the, the take rate, like the, the, how you charge the client, you have to calculate back, okay, and how do we have to sustain until we, we go into the break even point, right? Because... Uh, if you charge like, the lowest fee, you have to need the volume in order to 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 the break even point, right? If you don't have enough cash flow to sustain your company to that point, mm -hmm. you will be like fall apart anyway, right? So yeah. you have to think back and and do something in the the, the secret tools, the Excel file, <laughs> right? The Excel <laughs> file, it's the uh, the the magical tool for everyone. Yeah, you do the Excel file and okay. It's the hardest uh, part though. <laughs> right. You, you need this uh, the number of uh, client. You need number of the money you manage. And this is the revenue per year. This is revenue per month. This is the cash flow protection. This is uh, the loss for like, you maybe like have to have to stay lost for maybe one or two years. And if you reach that number, it will be picked up. And, and after that, you can see that, okay, if you don't have enough control to survive that period, you need to go from fundraising or you, don't, you, you have to think of another business model or something like that. And then see the numbers every, every, every for me, I see it's like every month, I have uh, my accounting team to do the P&L for me every month to, to make sure that we have enough cash flow to sustain until we, we, we become profitable. Right. Yeah. Uh, as a CEO, as a founder who who oversees the company after the product uh, and you after the revenue model, you have to to seize the how the cash flow grows, how the revenue grows, how you make profitable, and uh, in the fact that if you know that you can be profitable anytime, right? It means 
you you have more revenue than your expenses, you can you can still make the company at the loss state, right? Because you you can subsidize, you can marketing for the the bot uh, the top line to growth. Yeah, it it's a good problem, right? Because the VC or everyone want to pour money into your company. If you can show them that okay, you can profitable anytime, right? But now you want to acquire more user, you want to scale more, like five x more, ten x more. You don't want to keep money in the bank account, something like that. So it's a lot easier to manage company when you have the positive cash flow, and and we are lucky that Jita is already on that stage. Oh my gosh! You know, uh, the next question was about what's the hardest part about being an entrepreneur, but I think you kind of covered that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, to I mean, summarize, would yeah. That, would you say that's that's exactly the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur that you really do need to um, to manage the cash flow? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I I think uh, the to summarize is only one word to stay the course, right? Mm-hmm. From the day one that you have the mission to. To build something to help people to solve people problem, right? To be the bigger company in the future to help a lot of people outside of Thailand, around the world, etc. You have to stay the course, right? Because from time to time, it will be some like good news, bad news, some good situation, bad situation. Like you run out of cash flow, uh, you have the the team, the team is break up. Uh, you fight with your co-founder. Uh, the <laughs> press is not happy with you, or something like that. But you have to stay the course, right? How how do I have to deal with the good time and bad time, and still focus on the mission to go into the to the right way to follow your mission, and then you tell your your co-founder and you tell your team, you tell your user, you tell your client that okay, this is how we gonna do. This is how we gonna go to our vision to the goal and stay the course. This is the good thing that we gonna do, right? Try to keep. Keep telling yourself, keep telling everyone that you're still doing it, even like the world is not seeing you. You will do it. It's the hardest part, right? <laughs> even yeah. in, if in nobody is trusting you in anymore, yourself. yeah, you have to do believing it and stay vision. the course. And yeah. if you stay, but uh, then believe in yourself enough and stay the course long enough, people start off believing in you as well, right? <laughs> and and that's the hardest part. To believe in yourself like you said that, definitely that in the world that we are living in it's very hard uh, and and i i usually our podcast is, is shorter than this but i think our conversation is it's very useful for those people who are listening because you know creating a, a brand creating a company creating a, a whole sector sector for yourself is it's it takes time so mm-hmm. when we talk about time and 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 your success in getting to where you are right now um, where do you look forward to? You know, what is the next thing for Jita? What is going to be the mm-hmm. next three years? So I think for the next three years or 30 years, it's still the same to stay on our mission. Because the first day we set our mission, we think it should be like big enough. Even I spend the rest of my life to do it, it's still not cover or fulfill the mission, right? So the mission is to uh, make the better return with a simpler method. So we we will and always do like try to build new algorithm or introduce our product and service if we think it will will make like better return for everyone and we try to use technology to make the investment as simpler as seamless as possible and we keep thinking about this every day and every night and this is how we're gonna do it for the next three to five years we will expand our service to more and more people 
outside of Thailand, for example, we keep iterating, we keep inventing new product, new algorithm, and everything to fulfill our mission. Thank you so much. I think that um, you know, from from listening to all the the CEOs and co-founders that I've talked to in, in our podcast series, I think it's really something of a theme that I've I've, I've been hearing that is you really need to believe in yourself you're the one who sets the boundary or, or the course or the goal of how far you want to go to uh, with your company. And, and you know, it's, it's up to how you want to do it, right? Um, right. In, in this conversation, thank you so much for telling us about, you know, your insight on how you have built your business and also the future of cryptocurrency or Bitcoin and, and, and how important it is after you're talking to you that, you know, you stick to your guns, you, you stick to what you are strong at, your strong points. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, if you are persevering, you will get there. And thank you for your honest answers. Um, now it's time to wrap it up a bit with some, <laughs> uh, <laughs> some, some, some light questions here at Texas, you know, we, we, we want to work hard, but also have fun as well. Right. So mm-hmm. is it okay if I give you some rapid, um, questions from sure. our team? It's really, really silly, actually. Okay. Okay. Uh, ready? <laughs> All right. Uh, you make me scared. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, ready? Uh, rice or noodles? Rice or noodles? Yeah. For me? Yeah. Which one do you prefer? Mm, it depends. <laughs> okay. It, it, really? Okay. Some, someday you know... I want to eat rice. Someday I want to eat noodles. Right? You can t- you can it's, totally it's, tell the characteristic of per- a person of yeah, the time my, that my, they use to answer these questions. Okay, flip flops or flip flops or shoes. Flip flop. Uh, cat or dog. 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 That's a good answer. Because <laughs> I have a dog. Mountains or the sea. Sea. Ah, Marvel or DC. Marvel. Oh, tea or coffee. Tea. Okay, Netflix or Disney Plus. Disney Plus. I have the daughter. Ah, okay. So, I was like, really? Uh, iOS or Android? iOS. Okay. Sweet or sour? Sweet. <laughs> Wen Pao, thank you so much for being with us. Thank we you. look forward to hearing from you in the future. Thank and you. and for any people who are listening, you want questions, you want um, to hear more from Tip That Wealth, just tell us on our social media and we'll try and get him uh, to talk with us again. We look forward to hearing more from you, Kun Pao. Thank you so much. Texas, sparking innovative thoughts.